It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Sister Speak Show, where contemporary meets vision, sound, and action. A talk show for great minds that create, inspire, and evolve. Sister, spiritual inspiration shared through the arts. Sister, spiritual inspiration shared through Ayana. When can you listen to the Sister Speak Show? At 7 p.m. Central. Tune in on the go or at your residence show. Spreaker, YouTube, Alexa, or SoundCloud. Interviewing special guests that have been blessed and will bless us. Through spoken word and awareness, knowledge is wealth. If you gain it, share this in the streets, in the burbs, anywhere that we can be heard. It's about that time to elevate your mind. Feel the beat, sister speak, come and eat a spiritual treat. It's about that time. To stimulate your mind, feel the beat, sister speak, come and eat a spiritual treat. Welcome my brothers and my sisters to part two of the Culture Climate on the Sister Speak show. I am your host, Ayana. Not only am I the host of the Sister Speak show, I'm the creator and the producer of the Sister Speak show and Kingdom Child Recordings is executive producer of the Sister Speak show. My brothers and my sisters, Sister Speak is recorded live and on demand in Dallas, Texas. So shout out to everybody who is listening all over the world, especially those of you who are listening on Amazon Alexa. So to all of my first time listeners, let me explain to you a little bit about the Sister Speak Show and what we do. The Sister Speak Show is a six-segment podcast, brothers and sisters. That means we have the platform coming to the stage, the search effort, the culture climate, the tour, and the laugh line. These six segments are dedicated to you, my brothers and sisters, for your listening palate. We want to be the flavor in your ear, in your speaker, on your way home. I mean... We want to be here for you. So let me explain to you what you can catch on the Sister Speak Show. Live guest interviews. Okay, special guest interviews. Live performances in studio interviews and live on location reports. The special guests who will be on the Sister Speak Show are dynamic. Not only that, they are impacting the communities with their passions. The Sister Speak Show is a talk show that will keep your mind and your soul energized and encouraged brothers and sisters now look we all need encouragement we all need upliftment we need somebody to say look you're gonna be all right press through this thing god is able you need prayer warriors in your life but you always need encouragement i that's my gift and you will always see that on the sister speak show not only that We are a cultural renaissance platform that influences a climate that is conducive to who you are and who you should be. No reckless entertainment, Mm -mm. just responsible listening nourishment. We don't go dumb. 
Nico Wisdom on the Sister Speak Show, brothers and sisters, spiritual inspiration shared through the arts, spiritual inspiration shared through Ayana, the Sister Speak Show, where contemporary meets vision, sound, and action. A talk show for great minds that create, inspire, and evolve. Brothers and sisters, tonight, part two on the culture climate, relationships, sexual abuse, sexual behavior, sexually transmitted diseases, and sexually transmitted deceptions, all wrapped into one, wrapping this entire segment up so we can start on with a new episode this week. So here we go, brothers and sisters. This is what I need you to do. To recap what we talked about, you have to listen to part one of the culture climate. So all you have to do is just scroll on down all of the 91 episodes. <laughs> some of them have are really, I'd say about maybe 88 episodes because some of them, you know, had to part one, part two, part three. But anyway, so what you'll do is you'll scroll down, you'll listen to part one of the culture climate. This is for mature audiences only because this is a serious topic and this isn't for people to be in their feelings. This is for people to understand that this is about healing. This is about encouragement. This is, a, it is about rebukement and chastisement. Look, I'm not God. I know I'm not. I don't sit high. I don't look low. I'm not going to be present nor am I omnipotent. But what I am is a messenger. I am a vessel. And I understand my place, and I understand my role as a woman, so hear me as I speak to you today. Now, with that being said, let's go ahead and take a commercial break before we get started with the culture climate, okay? We'll be back, brothers and sisters. Thank you for listening to the Sister Speak Show so far. On Amazon Alexa. With Spreaker and Alexa, you can now listen to the Sister Speak Show from even more places from all around the world. You also have navigation control. Fast forward and rewind podcast to make sure you never miss a second of your favorite show. And then you can ask for show recommendations like the Sister Speak Show, where contemporary meets vision, sound, and action. A talk show for great minds that create, inspire, and evolve. Brothers and sisters, we are back live listening to, you know it, the culture climate. So let's go ahead and get started. Brothers and sisters, look, this is a heavy topic. It's serious. We're going to wrap this thing on up. You'll be able to listen to it on demand and you'll be able to share it with your friends, with your family members. And just, you know what? Hey, follow us on the Sister Speak Show. All you have to do is just create an account and follow us. Thank you so much for everybody who's listening to us all around the world. So let's go ahead and get started. When it comes to sexual behaviors in our community we have seen so many things happen we have experienced abuse and traumatic situations sexually okay whether it is you know us physically experiencing it or visually you know for example being exposed to pornography being exposed to seeing someone you know fornicating uh being molested you know, uh, being the victim of just horrific sexual experiences, rape, you know, things like that. Whether you are young, uh, young, uh, middle-aged or older, you know, these type of crimes, these type of behaviors can affect any age period, no matter even your socioeconomic status. Okay. Sexual abuse is sexual abuse and it can happen to anyone. Now, the thing about it is when it comes to this, we're going to listen to a video by Dr. Umar Johnson. And uh, some people have an issue with him, but I don't. I think a lot of people have an issue with the truth. And a lot of people have an issue with people who are messengers of the light and who bring about awareness. There are always going to be a threat 
That's why I know this show is a threat, but I'm not worried about it. Why? Because I got to do my job because when I stand before God, I do want to hear him say, well done. Okay. I'm not here for play. I'm not here to um, sugarcoat anything. I'm not the one who's going to say, if you like it, I love it. I'm not her. I'm not she. Okay. I'm not, I'm not that human. I would, I would be, I would be wrong to say that if something you are doing that I know that we have read that we just know is just wrong, that it's okay to do. Okay, I know we live in a world where bad is good and good is bad, but I'm not that. Okay, I have been ye transformed by the renewing of my mind. So this world does not dictate how I think. I'm able to use this world because I used to be in it in a way that was so off the hook, just horrible. But a lot of my off the hookness had to deal with the way I was. Some of the things I experienced, I was molested at a young age, uh, first grade, second grade. I just, you know, third grade, I just experienced some horrible situations. Horrible. And they and they shaped my behaviors later on. But I got so sick of my behaviors and I knew that they were wrong, especially with me having a relationship with the most high God and his son, the Christ. And I just knew it was wrong. Okay. And I had and I needed healing and I knew that what had been done to me was wrong. So we have a lot of generational situations that take place. So I know that me being a messenger, that this is just something to just help you along. I am not the type of human that if I learn from my experiences, I'm not going to share with you and and be able to provide with you the listening nourishment that you need. Right. Okay. Because I did not maintain my virginity until I got married. I can still say to you, if you are a virgin, look, keep it. Okay. Keep it. Keep it until you get married. Okay. You'll appreciate it. You, you'll, you'll be glad that, glad that you did. I'm going to tell young girls and young boys, stay a virgin. I'm not going to be putting peer pressure on them or adult pressure on them or, or spiritual pressure on them. And you know, spiritual can be positive and negative. Uh, influences on them. Look, I've learned my lessons and I am here to say, look, we've got to stop. And here are the tools that you can take with you to equip yourself to make better decisions that are healthy and that will benefit you in the long run as well as right now. So here we go, brothers and sisters. I'm speaking to the ones who have been abused and the ones who abuse. We're going to address some things today. Okay, this is about letting go. This is about healing. This is about seeking help. This is about being honest. And, you know, when it comes to being a sex offender, I need to say this. It's a twofold situation for me because there are people who are on the sex offenders list because they have violated young people, children. They have committed crimes that are punishable by the law. You know, and 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 a lot of times they have to, you know, alert the communities. A lot of times they, they're having trouble being placed of where they live because they are predators to the communities. They can't live by schools, libraries. They can't live by parks. You know, it, it's it's real serious about the ordinance that are in place when it comes to those who have been registered as a sex offender, no matter where you go. OK, it's just that fact. And, it, you, you know, you can look and see who's in your neighborhood, who's done what, you know. But the thing about it is that list is not long enough because there are a lot who have never even made it to that list that need to be on that list because we keep these crimes silent in our communities. We do. We uh, are shaming and shunning our youth, our young people from even opening up and saying, look, uncle such and such is a creep. This He touched me. Uh, your boyfriend touched me, mom. You know it. Some of you have had your children come up to you and say, look, this has happened. And some of you have acted right. And some of you have acted wrong. Okay. So when it comes to sexual predators, sexual offenders, the list is twofold. How so? There's a spiritual list and there is a world list. The world list consists of those who, like I said, are pedophiles. Okay. 
And then there is a spiritualist where we are all on it. We are all sexual offenders. How so, Ayana? Because look, the moment you started fornicating outside of marriage, you became a sexual offender in God's eyes. <laughs> oh, it goes real. See, this is how we learn not to be hypocrites. This is how we learn to say, look, this issue is wrong. We need to deal with it. We also are able to examine ourselves where we have gone wrong and be able to give a fair fair statement about these actions. Okay. So when it comes to being a sexual offender, if you are a man sleeping with a man, that's a sexual offense. If you're a woman sleeping with a woman, that's a sexual offense. If you are a man sleeping with a woman outside of marriage, that's a sexual offense. If you're a woman sleeping with a man outside of marriage, that's a sexual offense. If you are performing, uh, oral sex, whether it be to the woman or to the man. Okay. That's a sexual offense. If you're performing sodomy, that's a sexual offense. God is not pleased with these behaviors. You know, you can be honest today. Unless you don't have the gift of guilty, you know, to feel guilty is a gift I'm starting to learn because there are a lot of people who have no remorse. And I'm beginning to understand that they more than likely, maybe they've been left to themselves or maybe they just haven't been turned on yet. I don't know. But anyway, If you have been given the gift of guilt, then you know that there are some things that you've done that you should not have done, right? You know about you crying. You know about the STDs. You know about the pregnancy. You know about the the heartbreaks that came. You know about everything that came with lying down outside of marriage because inside of marriage, that's where it goes down. Now, some of you are saying, well, inside of marriage, you can still cheat and be all those things, right? I get it. Yeah, you can. But we're talking about ordering out dysfunction, healing, self-control, so you can enter into a marriage properly. And we are also talking about those who are in a marriage who did not enter into it properly, who can still heal. Uh, the, the, The hem of the garment is still available for everyone, everyone. So we have got to get to a point where we understand that our behaviors are not okay. I am not the type of human to tell you that if you like it, I love it. Okay, what's good for you is good for me. Uh, 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 uh. I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to tell you that uh, going astray is okay. I'm not going to tell you that sodomy is okay. I'm not going to tell you that if you like sodomy, I love it. Hell no. (laughs) You can get that ish out of here. Literally, pardon the pun. Okay, I'm going to tell you that it's wrong because it is. I am going to tell you that rape is wrong. I am going to tell you, look, if you say, hey, little sis, what's up, big bro? Yeah, me and the homies, yeah, we getting ready to go run this this Amtrak tonight. Amtrak, this train. Uh, yeah, we're going to run it tonight on this chick. I don't like that. So you shouldn't either. See, that's a real friend. Brother, you don't need to be doing that. I cannot say if you like it. I love it. Whatever floats your boat. Some of y'all is sitting on mud trying to float. Mm-mm. You think you on water, but that's mud. That's a muddy lifestyle. And you know, you, you know how many showers you've taken after being defiled. Some of you are saying, you know, um, you know, I was just, you know, thinking that maybe I should bring, you know, maybe we should bring a third party into the bedroom. I rebuke you, demon, in the name of the most high God and his son, the Christ. What are you saying today? Bringing a third party into the bed? Why are you defiling your bedroom? 
Well, you know, you could die with the same old vagina. You ain't mastered nothing, brother. You ain't mastered nothing. You think just because you've ejaculated and you slept with several sisters that you're now bored? No, you're out of order. That's why you're bored. Mm. You can't just sit there and try to bring a third party into the bedroom. We're talking about sexual behaviors today that lead to sexually transmitted diseases. We're talking about sexual behaviors that stem from sexually transmitted deceptions today. Relationships that have resulted in being stretched to the limit because of sexual abuse, brothers and sisters. Seriously, back to the marriage bed. You cannot be bringing a third party into the bed, whether it's in your mind or physically. Okay, you know the hypocrisy. A man and a woman and another woman. Look, you have one penis, brother. One. You ain't no octopus. You ain't octopus penis out here. You understand what I'm saying? There ain't enough for you to go around. You need to stick with that one sister. And sister, shame on you for being so uh, mischievous in your imaginations that you would defile a sacred vow. Oh, but you might just be worldly. But I want to, you know, extend the offer for you to, you know, repent and, and, and step out of that trash, that filth. One man, one woman in the bed. And now you want to know why. I don't even know how you could stand to even look at your man lay with another woman. Like, what's wrong with you open marriages? Yeah, your marriage is open. You right. You're going to have to give an open account about your open relationship, your open marriage. That's disgusting. Okay? You don't need to be married if you're going to have an open marriage. That type of stuff in our communities is disgusting. Where did we pick that up from? Who's been our teacher? Who told you that it's okay to have three people in one bed? That's nasty. It is. Two people in the bed. That's proper. Okay? Focused. Loving each other. That's what it's about. It's not about all that. Well, I'm just trying to keep him satisfied. Look, sister. Look. His insatiable desires stem from... um, and over an active imagination that also stems from lack of self-control. That also stems from not being solid in your manhood. Same thing for you, sister. All those things, except womanhood, I will insert instead of manhood. And for the sister who's the third party sister. Ugh. You know, only two people can sit in the front. Uh, unless you into that pickup truck type stuff. And I don't like riding in no pickup truck, three of us sitting close together in the front. No, two in the front, three in the back, but not in, not sexually. So what I'm saying to you is you're messing up the design and that's why you're not happy. You may think you're happy, but you're not. You're, you're, you're unsatisfied and you need to unpornographize. New word. <laughs> you need to come out of the pornography lifestyle because that's that's porn. You know, that's pornography right there. And our communities, you know, the menage a trois, the orgies and the and the thises and that's like. Y'all, where do we learn that from? That's disgusting. Those type of sexual behaviors do lead to sexually transmitted diseases, do lead to someone not knowing who the father of their child is because you done had a whole night of skeetness because you just been the busted baby all night long. Our sexual behaviors in our communities are devastating 
And, and we need help. We need to know that it's not okay to be that way. And sister, yes, you can be redeemed. Brother, yes, you can be redeemed. But you got to first want to be redeemed. I can't want that more for you than you want for yourself. You got to come out of the darkness. The sexual darkness. Sex, uh, making love is something. To be penetrated is a beautiful thing. Right? It is. When a man does it to a woman. Y'all can get mad if you want to. And you sisters, I want to tell you something about some of your best friends that you think you have to have because you've been watching a lot of reality TV. You know, uh, how can I say this? There are a lot of relationships that go on and you have no clue about them. And it's nothing worse than finding out that your man has been sleeping with another man. And you thought the entire time that he was heterosexual. Nothing like it. You know, uh, I came across a video before I played Umar Johnson. I came across a video about a sister who caught her husband uh, cheating with another man. And I was uh, devastated. But this happens all the time. Men catching women, women catching men. It happens all the time. And um, I just want you to listen to this clip and let's go. My family called my older brother and he insisted. He's like, Bridget, what is going on? You have to tell me now. So before we get into this, this is how one woman confronted her gay husband about his sexual double life brought to you by OWN. This is on the OWN network. I mean, the OWN channel on YouTube, cite my sources. But I just want you to listen to the clip so we can just get an idea. I know, I know, I know, I know. Some of you guys are mad. It's going to be okay. Let's go. That would be you. That would be Lee. (laughs) And I told him what was going on. He's like, Bridget, he's like, as soon as you get off the phone. I want you to ask him this question. You ask him, how many men have you had sex with? So did you do that? I did. You then went home and said to your husband, how many men have you had sex with? What did he say? He said two. And I said, oh, really? Now, when, are you, when were you going to tell me that? And tell, what's, what were their names? What was the relationship? Were they, was it just like in passing? Did you have a relationship with them? And he had a relationship with them. And I'm like, how long were these relationships? Who are they? Where are they? So then you went online or found his computer. Yes. So I went and pulled down the history, and there were these men looking for men websites, cruising for men websites. And I went and clicked on the websites, and I was speechless. And I was like, Lee, what is this? And we went and looked, and then we went into the cache file and found all of these emails. Yeah. That would blow your mind if you saw them. Well, I did see them. Oh, you saw them? Yeah, I did see them. And okay. I, my mind was a little blown. Yeah. Uh, last night with my producers, uh, uh, we were going through some of the things, and I read just a few of those emails, and I, and I got to tell you, that is some vile stuff yeah. that was going on there. Uh, to the point where I said to the producer, I do not want it in my brain. I do not want this in my brain. So I can't imagine that you, as his wife, and having carried the burden and shame and responsibility of giving the disease to him, suddenly recognizing that not only does he, was he lying to me, 
but that there are ongoing relationships that he apparently was having. Yeah, it was amazing. So can you just describe, obviously we can't say what was in the emails, but the emails were, were him writing to other men that he'd been with, describing sexual acts that they well, had. Well, looking for men to have sex, Yeah. looking for other men with HIV who were married to have sex with, mm-hmm. looking for men who would be the bottom guy, mm-hmm. um, making arrangements to see these men, and then talking about the end results and so I know how I felt just reading what what did that what did you do you know I was just I was numb I was stunned and it just like blew my mind because nothing fit it it, just, it didn't fit mm. and so I was just numb and that by that point Lee and my brother Jason and my parents my when parents, did you confront him with the emails um <laughs> it took probably about a month and a half for me really? to yes yes really? And he had made me angry, and it was the last straw. How were you able to sit on those emails that he'd written soliciting men and talking about the kind of sex they were having and who had had it? I was just, like, barely even able to digest it. So you were able to stay in the house with him and still carry on a conversation? No, because by that that point, um, the relationship had broken down so much. Okay, I want to get to the moment where you confront him with the emails, because now you have the evidence. Okay, well, I um, had come home, and he was uh, laying down, and I had asked him a question, and I said, so what are you going to do? You know, how how are we going to deal with all of this? And he called me a really ugly word, and I lost my mind. The C word, right? Yes, yes. the C word. And I lost my mind. And I said, you listen. No, we hate the C word. It, I, I lost Please. my mind. Yeah. And he told me that he was the one that afforded me the lifestyle that I had. Mm-hmm. And that I was a C. Mm-hmm. And um, okay. I, my head started spinning. And I said, listen, I know all about you. And I started talking about some of the things that were in the emails. Mm-hmm. And he sat up. And I said, you had better do right. You had better do right. And I said, you need to be gone by the end of the week. And it was like... The Wednesday. So you need to be out of here by the end of the week. Well, brothers and sisters, you need to be out of here by the end of the week. Oh my gosh. You know, I really think um, her honesty, her honesty um, is what a lot of women have encountered in men. You know, a lot of people choose to keep their situation private or public, but there's nothing like being betrayed, not only, you know, to be cheated on and then to be cheated on, you know, with someone who is like, ugh, that is not okay. And so I just want to encourage all of the brothers and sisters who are living double lifestyles today to come out of the darkness and to end the relationships that you're having immediately. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe you're doing this because you don't think hell is real. Maybe you're doing this because of what happened to you as a young child. Look, you need to address these issues because these demons are ruining other people's lives. Okay, there's nothing worse than finding out that someone who, you know, pursued you and wanted to be with you is really trying to be with other men or other women. That's that's not okay. It's not okay. And uh, the risk of AIDS, the risk of STDs, the risk of confrontations, the risk of being killed. It's, it's, it's not worth it. And I just want you all to really 
honestly heavily consider that lifestyle because she could have reacted any old kind of way. That's just the way that she chose to react. So let me explain something to you. You know, searching for men on men for men websites leads to death. Searching for women, women searching for women uh, on, on websites leads to death. You know, uh, women searching for men on websites leads to death and men searching for women on websites leads to death. Why'd you say all that? I said that to say, because if you are doing it and you're not married, it's an issue. If you're doing it and you and you are married, it's an issue. It's an issue either way. And so it can lead to death, a spiritual death, one to where you feel so disconnected from God because of the lifestyle. You know, there are clues about somebody being on the down low. I've seen it. I've seen it a lot of... You know, there was a time when I was living in California, I saw a lot of it, a lot of it, a lot of it. And I was even the victim of some of them trying to even pursue me in a relationship to, to use me as a beard. You know, they will use you as a beard. They will use children as 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 a beard. And a lot of times they'll be like, oh, there's no way because he's got all those kids and his wife is fine. Okay, okay. And you know what's so interesting is you use a woman and you use children to cover up your down low lifestyle so you also know that it's wrong. Not that the community is, you know, the community is unaccepting. Look, as, there has to be a group that still sticks to the word. There has to be a group that does not just give in to society and just look at you and say, if you like it, I love it. There has to be a solid group that says, look, this is wrong, period, point blank. OK, oh, you're a um, you're you're a homophobic or you're this. Look, look, I'm a I'm a phobic about a lot of things, but. Uh, we have to use the word phobia in its proper context, okay? Because what you're not going to do is try to make me seem like I'm wrong for believing what the word says to be true. Not going to happen. That's reverse psychology. So you can take all that, sit by a fire and have your own workshops. Don't come there. Don't, don't come this way with that at all. I'm not standing for it. So anyway, brothers and sisters, when it comes to uh, us getting on the right path, you know, you can sometimes struggle. And I know for me, like I was saying, there are certain signs that I would see and I would know. And, you know, they would get mad because I would out them. Period. Now, not in a disrespectful way, but you're pursuing me. You like men and you want me to marry you. So, so you just are you just trying to ruin my life because you're in distress. Not going to happen. No, 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 thank you. And so when it comes to, you know, that we have to be able to look at the signs. And I'm going to give some of them today. Oh, y'all going to be mad, but I don't care. Let's let's go. Some signs are. <laughs> you always can look and see who's following them. Who's liking their pictures? And then you go look at their profile and add it on up. I'm telling you, you got to be your own sleuth. Now, this isn't to shame anybody, but this is to be real. If you live in an undercover lifestyle as a double, a double lifestyle, and you already putting people at risk, look, whatever happens, happens. If You're going to be exposed. It's going to get exposed. Period. Ah. Oh. Brothers and sisters, we are in a state of dilemma. We are in chaos. Our whole communities are upside down. Sexual abuse has made us turn into these humans that we're not even supposed to be. Sister, getting together, you know, pretending like y'all going out for a girlfriend's trip, but y'all laying up with each other. That's nasty. 
That ain't cool. Bumping around with each other like, yuck, come on. That's unnatural. Now, some of you are saying, oh, you know, you're a hater, this, that, and the third. Look, let me break something down to you about me. Okay. I love my people. I don't have to love what you do, though, but I do love you. And I do love the Lord more than I love you. Okay. So what that means is that there is a higher speech that comes with me. Some of you are young listening to this show. Some of you are not, but I got to keep it 100. And some of you know exactly that I'm telling the truth. Some of you saying, say it, sister, say it right now, period. Okay. Okay. So brothers and sisters, when it comes to, uh, the lifestyles, the lifestyles. Okay. I'm going out with my girlfriend and next thing you know, y'all having a a secret relationship. I'm just going to be honest with you. A man and a woman. That is power coming together. Anything else is destructive. I'm going to put that out there. It is not okay just because you see it on TV, just because you hear it in the movies and hear it in the music to engage in certain activities. We live in a culture that promotes unhealthy sexual lifestyles. Some of you are saying, oh, but I, you know, I like to get my swirl on. I like a little, I dive in the ladies pond. What the fudge are you talking about? You sound crazy. What the hell is a lady pond? Do you know what's in pond? Fish, moss, uh, minnows, parasites, scat, odor, water that you cannot drink without boiling it and making it safe. A pond, a ladies pond. That's crazy. And, you know, just for you who are out there and who are not thinking properly, there's no such thing. And excuse my language. I got to say it. And this show is marked this, but there's no such thing as boy pussy. That is the devil right there. That's not real. You either have a penis or a vagina and you have an anus, period, point blank. Men don't have pussies. So that talk right there, you can take that straight to hell. And that activity you can take straight to hell. I don't want you to go to hell, but that activity is hellish and it needs to go to hell. There's no such thing as that. That is disgusting. Anybody who adopts that language, I rebuke you because that is not how we roll. Men don't have pussies. Either you got a vagina or a penis, genitalia, or you have an anus. So stop it right now. Women. Stop walking around here acting like you can do a man's job. You can't. You cannot be a man in the bedroom with another woman. Oh, I'm the man and she's the woman. Look, um, confusion is of the devil. And that right there, I can't, I cannot vibe with. Oh, I, I remember my point now. I'm going to get to it in a second. I cannot vibe with that. Okay. I can't vibe with none of that. Our people need to be back in their proper place, period. A woman cannot satisfy another woman better than a man can. And a man cannot satisfy a woman. Wait a minute. Let's say that. A woman cannot satisfy a woman better than another 
man can. And a man cannot satisfy another man better than a woman can. I got it. It was a tongue twister, but we made it through. You just can't. Now, some of you are in that new age. I ain't with it. And you want to know why our people are failing? You want to know why relationships are catted off? You want to know why marriages are up and down and why all these things are happening? Because we are out of order. We're misusing and abusing sex. We really are. So some of you are saying, okay, so... We don't have to listen to you. It's all about gay pride and all of this other stuff. Okay, so I want to know when the next murderer's pride event is going to be. Uh-uh. No, hold up on this one. I want to know when the next adulterer's pride event is going to be. I want to know when the next pedophile pedophile's pride event is going to be. When's the next B&E pride event going to be? When is the next glutton gluttonous pride event going to be? When? See, you, no, 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 no. We not going to just sit here and highlight this one thing and add pride to it. That is a sin. And then, and then neglect all the other ones. Now, are we? No, I want to know when murderer's pride day is. Tell me. Pride comes before destruction. So tell me. Pride. I am proud that I am out of order. You boasting to God who has all power that can snipe your life just like that? What do you think God is? Do you think God is sitting around floating on the cloud with with little fairies humming around him? No, 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 no. You better read the word and understand who he is. How powerful he is. He's about the business. You, you, some of y'all got it twisted. That's why you need to really, really take the time out to find out who he really is and stop letting other people teach you who he is that don't, don't, don't even know who he is himself or have been bought to purport a lie to your community and have you worshiping a false God called Caesar Barjona. When is adulterer's pride day? When is it? Tell me, when is it y'all? See, we're not going to do this. We're not going to sit there and say, oh, you're just full of hate. No, I'm not full of hate. But there are things that I do hate. I don't like. And it lines up with, the, with our history book, with our book. So if you got an issue with what I'm saying, then you need to take it up with the one who sent me. I'm out of it. Okay? Because some of you get bills and some of you go to your mailbox. And I, I don't see you beating up the mailman. You take whatever comes your way. So hear me. When is it? See, we cannot have pride events. Where it is okay for you to walk down the street naked and doing all kind of acts and think it's okay. What you, what you think you, what, what do you think you're doing? Because do you know that some of the people who participate in those events are doing things that are horrible to little children, but they can come, right? Oh, oh, okay. So is it, I'm, I'm just asking, this isn't hate. This is real. We cannot have pride events for our sin. Bottom line. Now. You can run and tell that one. 
You think about that. Oh, I'm going to this. I'm going to Pride in, in Atlanta. I'm going to Pride. Like what? Yo, the rainbow ain't. How dare? How dare? That's not for you. That's for the covenant. <sighs> oh, Ayana, everybody's doing it. And that's why the gates to hell are wide. Look, I know about my own life and the things that I've done, the sexual offenses that I have committed, okay? I know about the things that I have done and the things that I have not done. I know that I have been out of line with God. I know that I was an enemy of his. I know I was a whore. I know that that could have very well been me at the well he was speaking to. Mm, I have made several mistakes sexually. I have also been the victim of sexual abuse. And I am now at a point and have been at a point where I take a, I, I took full accountability once he brought me out of the pit that that lifestyle was not okay. I have done things that I should not have done. I really have. And God allowed me the opportunity to feel guilty. I don't take no pride in nothing I've done. I'm shamed. That's just me. And if you don't have no shame, as well as still holding, I have my head up, but I also know, I also know the journey, okay? And I'm mad that I did the things that I've done, shared my juices and my time. That was only for one man, and that's my husband. But you have had many husbands. Mm -hmm. So don't think that I am excluding myself today. But I am tired of seeing our people look a hot mess. And if you are on the opposite side of the destruction, then you get all this backlash. But if you're in the destruction and are willing to participate of the destruction, then it's okay. Y'all mad at me. Look, if you are mad because I'm saying don't fornicate, and I'm talking to the men and the women who, look, then stop. And then prepare to be a husband and a wife so you can enjoy the benefits. Because this, 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 this roaming around stuff ain't cool. It's not cool. And no man can ever act like a woman and be a better woman than a woman who was actually born one. Facts. Okay? And no woman can act like a man better than a man who was actually born one. I don't care how big the dildo is that you have. You shouldn't even have that nasty-ish in the first place, okay? Girl, I don't need no man. I just satisfy myself. Look, that, so what do you think about to, eject, to, to, to reach a climax, sis? You don't need to be inserting those things inside of you. So, you. so you're using a dildo and you're using a dildo and so you finally get with a man and you're, 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 you're wide as the city streets all because of a plastic penis, we got to get rid of these sex toys. Oh, some of you guys are like, ooh, candy coated nights. Look, 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 look. Look. We got to stop pouring billions of dollars into an industry that's going to lead us straight to hell. Ooh, I said it. Okay, brothers and sisters. So anyway, I thank you for listening to the Sister Speak show. Uh, we are definitely talking on the culture climate today about relationships, sexual abuse, sexual behavior, sexually transmitted diseases, and sexually transmitted deceptions, brothers and sisters. There was another video that I wanted to play for you. 
Johnson. And he was being interviewed by Vlad. And I want to find it for you, but he was interviewed by Vlad and he was talking about sexuality in our communities and um, very, very honest perspective. And one perspective that I agree with. A lot of people don't agree with him because he's very controversial, but look, let's go. Vlad TV, Dr. Umar Johnson, no African American community ever legitimized being gay. About the type of school that you want started, you know, number one, you know, since we're talking about the whole LGBT thing, you said that nobody that's, I guess, sexually confused mm-hmm. is going to be allowed as a teacher in your school. Yes, that is correct. That. Now, that's going to be tricky as well. Why? Because you cannot discriminate in hiring on the basis of sexuality either. So is it possible that someone who is sexually confused ends up getting hired at my school? I should hope I do all in my power to prevent such a thing from happening. Okay, but it is possible. But if that be the case, then I'm going to have to do something to reverse that. Because although I do not hate, okay, or advocate harm against members of the LBGT community, I do not see that lifestyle in any way, shape, or form being in the best interest of African people. One of the misconceptions of my work is that I hate gays or I want to harm gays. But as a scholar who has more videos on YouTube than any other black scholar alive, I get invited to speak across the world more than any black scholar on the planet. You can't find anything in any message of mine where I've ever advocated harm or hurt against homosexuals. In fact, as a psychotherapist, I do therapy and have done therapy with homosexuals. And I can tell you that when it comes to suicide and low self-esteem and depression, they're at the top of the list for it. So even though I don't agree with the lifestyle, I can still validate the life of the person who practices the behavior. Why do you say sexually confused as opposed to just gay? I say sexually confused because in the African cultural construct, we believe that the universe was founded on an absolute balance of masculine and feminine energy, positive and negative, yin as well as yang. For every man that's a woman, for every woman that there is a man. We believe that complementarity, the balance or attraction of opposites is what the universe is built upon. Every atom has a positive charge and a negative charge. It's what allows the universe to exist. For the sun, there is the moon. For water, there is for earth. For the masculine, there is for the feminine. So from an African perspective, and you will find this perspective very, very prevalent throughout the continent of Africa. Uh, Most of us as African people are not pro-homosexual. You don't find any evidence of any African civilization, traditionally speaking, where homosexuality was allowed, considered normal, or openly practiced. We cannot prove that no one was ever not gay, but we can prove that no African society ever legitimized the behavior as something that was to be accepted and practiced openly. Well, you said that no black child is born gay. Yes, I believe okay. that. And of Does course, that, in psychology... apply to black children or just children in general? I think it's children in general. And that's a big debate in the world of mental health. Psychiatry, psychology, are people born gay? Well, here's the question. Can behaviors be inherited? We know disease can be inherited. We know physical traits can be inherited. Okay, but inheriting a behavior? This comes from the eugenics. Francis Galton, who was Charles Darwin's cousin in London, came up with this movement called eugenics, which means good stock. 
is from where Adolf Hitler in the United States of America and the other racist government sought to create a program of population control and extermination. He said that white people were genetically superior to everyone and that black people were genetically inferior to everyone. And he said that we need to selectively bring about the extermination of Africans by limiting their gene pool and we need to selectively breed white people into a quote-unquote master race, which Adolf Hitler picked up and ran away with. Incidentally, I was in Hitler's birthplace last week in Austria speaking. But nonetheless, it was a psychologist who created the eugenics movement and arguing that people are born gay supports the eugenics premise because their idea is that all social problems of black people are a direct result of defective DNA. They say if the black man sells drugs, it was in his DNA. If he drops out of school, it was in his DNA. If the black woman is unmarried with six or seven children, it was in her DNA. They blame all social phenomena on genetics. Blaming genetics on homosexuality, from my perspective, is another way of trying to validate eugenics through the back door. I believe people are um, exposed to it. I believe that they can be manipulated into it. I believe that they can be socialized. For example, I've been a therapist for almost 20 years. I've met a lot of homosexual black males in my work. 95% of the homosexual African-American men I've worked with and Latino were sexually violated as a child before the age of 12. Nearly everyone. So for me, I don't need to look at the studies from Harvard. I don't need to look at the studies from Yale. I don't need to look at the studies from the University of Pennsylvania. My experience, direct work with people in my community makes it clear that the number one, it's not the only route to homosexuality, but the number one route to sexual confusion for black males is molestation, pedophilia before the teenage years. Yeah, I mean, that's always the big debate, you know, in the gay community is whether they were born that way or whether something happened or whether it was just a choice, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I I don't know. It's one of those things where I haven't been around enough children to really make my own conclusion. You know, I have heard from some of my friends that you sometimes see kids from a very young age start to have certain um, effeminate traits, you know, behaviors, you know, yeah. where you see boys doing kind of feminine type things. But feminine, and, effeminization and homosexuality are different, though. Yeah. For example, in the schools where I work, there's a kid I can think of right now. He's very effeminate. He's seven years old. His ways are very effeminate. Why? He has nothing but sisters at home. The father's not there. He's almost exclusively raised by the mother and the grandma. You become like that which you are around. So the mother will call me up and say, Dr. Johnson, my son is picking up my daughter's doll. What is he supposed to do if he doesn't have any male playmates so he understands boys are socialized to play with different toys? So the mother is concerned that he may be homosexual. I'm telling her, your son at seven or eight years old isn't even thinking about sex. He's not even thinking about sex. This is not a case of a boy being gay at seven. This is a case of a young African-American male who's being socialized around women and is simply picking up their behavior traits. When he gets older and he's around more boys and he gets socialized to be around males, you will see his behavior may change. So it's very important that we don't confuse effeminate behavior, which is the outward manifestation of stereotypical female behavior traits with homosexuality, which is a sexual attraction to someone of the same gender. Seven-year-olds aren't sexually attracted to anyone. Hmm. Well, you know, like recently we had a story about Young Thug, 
and what he said that when he was 12 years old, because his feet were so small that he would wear like girls, like glittery shoes to school. And, you know, his dad would beat him over, you know, overdoing that. But he said he didn't care. He did it anyways. Now, fast forward, however many years, you know, whatever, 10 years forward, or I don't know how old he is, but early 20s, you know, young thug is wearing women's clothes on a regular basis. Okay. His his latest album cover, he's wearing a full-blown dress. (laughs) Okay. And, you know, he's doing Calvin Klein ads, wearing a dress and so forth. Like, when you look at that, are you saying that Young Thug could just like dressing in in dresses and not be gay at all, based on what you're saying? Oh, yes. You can definitely cross-dress and not be gay, without question. In fact, that's one of the diagnoses in psychology is this thing where people have this urge to dress like the opposite gender but not necessarily be interested in living sexually as a member of the opposite gender. Now, going back to the scenario you just gave, and of course, I don't know Young Thug. I've never evaluated him and did therapy, but just based on what you said, his father beat him for wearing the high heels. He didn't explain to him why he shouldn't. He physically abused him. Okay? That is a form of emasculization. You understand? For a boy to be constantly physically abused by his father, that can lead to low self-esteem. That can lead to him questioning his efficiency or ability to operate his life as a man should. And by virtue of the verbal and physical abuse by his father, homosexual thoughts could have been triggered purely from that. So I'm seeing contextual variables that could have played a role into the brother ultimately taking on a homosexual lifestyle. But it wasn't the wearing of the shoes, and it wasn't the DNA, and it wasn't that he knew at such a young age that he would want to be gay. I think the father and the treatment of the son by the father may have triggered that. For example, I come across cases of African-American boys who are verbally abused by the mother or the father, constantly told, what is wrong with you? Why are you not as good as I am, why you don't want to play sports, why you acting like a girl, they're constantly told they're female. So guess what? They begin to shy away from their identity as a male because they've been told that it's insufficient. You will never be an effective male. So you automatically pull back. You start hanging around girls because you don't feel adequate around the boys. And it only takes one experience with a strong member of the sexually confused community to bring someone who's lonely looking for a place to belong to bring them on over. I see it in the high schools all the time. Mm -hmm. I'll see a kid, I say, this kid is weak and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. If that gang comes over here, Mm -hmm. okay, or if that person, that sexually confused individual meets them and takes them under their wing, they're going to end up having that experience and it might change the rest of their life. It wasn't genetics. It was exposure, experience, socialization, and conditioning. Many people deny being uh, nurtured into homosexuality. They argue nature. One of the reasons why you see this denial is because if I admit that I was not born this way, that it is a choice that I control. And by the way, all behavior is a choice. There is no behavior under the sun I'm aware of that people do not have free will to choose until homosexuality. This is the first behavior ever where the argument or the dominant paradigm that we're being told, the narrative, is people don't choose it. 
You choose whether you go to work or not. You choose whether you kill someone or not. You choose whether you use drugs, but you don't choose to be it's the first behavior. It's predetermined, first one. So that's an issue in and of itself. But at the same time, uh, the point that I'm trying to make is if I admit that I wasn't born gay, I'm going to be led into an investigation of what triggered this behavior. That's going to take me down the path of childhood where I might have to discuss things I've never discussed with anyone, principally the fact that I might have been molested. And I can tell you, no man, black or white, mm. wants to admit or discuss, no matter how young he was, the fact that another man took my innocence from me, especially when they were a virgin where the innocence was taken. Ooh, brothers and sisters, let's give it up for Umar Johnson. We'll be right back after this commercial break. We want you to listen live and on demand to the Sister Speak show. There are six segments dedicated to serving you, my brothers and sisters. We have the platform, coming to the stage, the culture climate, the laugh line, the tour, and the search effort. Oh, the Sister Speak show, where contemporary meets vision, sound, and action, a talk show for great minds that create, inspire, and evolve. Listening to the Sister Speak Show is even easier now with the new abilities available from Spreaker Skill on Amazon Alexa. With Spreaker on Alexa, you can now listen to the Sister Speak Show from even more places from all around the world. You also have navigation control. Fast forward and rewind podcast to make sure you never miss a second of your favorite show. And then you can ask for show recommendations like the Sister Speak Show, where contemporary meets vision, sound, and action. A talk show for great minds that create, inspire, and evolve. Brothers and sisters, we are back and you are listening live to the Sister Speak Show. You're listening, <laughs> you're listening on demand to the Sister Speak Show and you are listening to the culture, climate, relationships, sexual abuse, sexual behavior, sexually transmitted diseases and sexually transmitted deceptions, brothers and sisters. I just want to touch on a couple points that Dr. Umar Johnson brought out on um, about our, our people and, and what's going on in our Molestation, pedophilia, verbal abuse, identity as a male, identity as a female, uh, feeling inadequate, sexually confused communities, and all behavior is a choice. You know, um, molestation and pedophilia, as we mentioned in the beginning, is something that is very prevalent in our communities. And then not only that, we, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, there are so many of us who are carrying on from our childhood what we have experienced at the hands of others. And I just really want to take the time out to say to you who have been a victim of it and you are a survivor of it. You're more than a conqueror of it. That although that happened to you, that incident was very frightening, very disgusting, very harmful. Um, it was a negative experience that you experienced. And I know that it 
altered a lot for you. Left you confused almost, if you will. Um, Kind of almost a recluse. You shut down after that incident. Because it was your uncle, your cousin, a friend, a neighbor. It was just someone. And you didn't tell anybody. And, and, and maybe because you didn't grow up in an environment where it was okay to tell. I just want to say it's okay for you to tell it today. It is okay for you to tell the truth. Tell it. Write it out. Drive and get it out. You need to talk about it. You need to talk about it. You need to confront that thing head on and you need to rise out of it. You need to burn it and you need to rise. Ashes for peace is what we're talking about. So I just want to say to you that you are going to be okay. That you are going to manifest out of this thing and you're going to use it to reach others. You're going to be able to write a book, write a poem. You're going to be able to come on a podcast, go on a talk show. You're going to be able to help somebody with this talk at schools, wherever. You might even be able to protect and rescue your own children from it. But I just want to say to you today that you got to let that little girl and that little boy go to the Most High God. He is a wonderful counselor. And that you need to allow your mind to purge, allow your mind to heal, allow your mind to be renewed. I want you to stop taking it out on the table. Some of you have emotionally eaten the abuse. You thought you, you could eat it away, but it's still tearing you up. And now not only that, you, your weight is an issue. Some of you don't want to eat at all. Some of you have developed eating disorders and other disorders. And I just want to encourage you today to cry out to the Most High God and ask him to save you, to help you. Okay? I'm talking to the 12 tribes of Israel today. I'm talking to Judah, Issachar. I'm talking to everybody, Gad, Levi. I'm talking to everybody today. Okay? So listen, uh, to the abusers, to the ones who have done it, I rebuke you and I I am commanding you to stop. I'm commanding you to stop being a predator and I'm commanding you to get help. Who touched you? Why why are you doing this to people? Why are you why are you ruining attempting to ruin lives? A lot of people say the devil made me do it. Why you keep hanging out with him? What type of friend is he to you? If the devil made you do it, what type of friend would make you become a pedophile? What type of friend would make you defile your marriage? What type of friend would make you go out and just be a wreck? A wreck. Destructive. The devil made you do it. Well, don't you by now know that he's no good? And the only thing he desires is that so many people would join him in hell. His final destination once and for all. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously, brothers and sisters, seriously, when it comes to sexually transmitted diseases in our communities, when it comes to sexually transmitted diseases, period, there are several sexually transmitted diseases that are, are, are out there. And uh, chlamydia, syphilis, gonorrhea, you have HPV, you know, genital warts, herpes, uh, you have AIDS. You know, you can get syphilis has different stages. You have crabs, you have the blue waffle. You have diseases that are predominant in the U.S. and that there are diseases that are mainly found in other countries. 
And, you know, when it comes to these diseases, our people are engaging in activities that we're getting cursed. Like we're, you know, chlamydia and gonorrhea and all these things. Some of you have had STDs. Like um, we all know what that is to, to be like, why am I itching? Why am I dripping? Why am I burning? Why am I bumping up? And then, you know, it don't take too long to figure out that, yeah, you had unprotected sex and now it's going down. See, I like to talk about things that are going up because if it's going down, it's crashing. Now you have to go to whether it be a local clinic or your private gynecologist and you got to stay. You've got to give up the test goods. You've got to go through the test. And all while you're going through these tests, you're praying and you're asking God to give you one more chance and you're hoping that the test is negative. You know, I don't understand how an HIV test can be positive. Nothing's positive about that. Negative. But not positive. But I know a lot of people have been healed and delivered from it too. But you know, you have to go through the whole rigmarole of this STD thing. You have to call somebody and say, "Look, I'm burning. I'm itching." They'd be like, "I don't know. I don't know how you got that. You didn't get that from me, and then you could have got it from them." Now you got to call the Centers for Disease Control and say, "Look, there is a madman out here, and he's giving AIDS to everybody. He's giving syphilis. There's a mad woman out here. She's infecting people with AIDS. She's giving everybody chlamydia. You know, because you can't report people to the Centers for Disease Control when they have a penis that is out of control. You can't report people to the for the, to the Centers for Disease Control when they have a vagina that's out of control. Oh, yes, you can. That's how they always end up getting a reckless for re- reckless endangerment, bringing harm to somebody's body because they're out there and, 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 and they are uh, contaminated, infected. OK, so let's I'm, I'm, I'm going to play a clip for you. It's called Black STD Rate Stigma and Shame. Black STD rate, stigma and shame, brought to us by John Doe. So right now, we have the video, and it's just talking about STI outbreak. And I'm thinking that this video is going to play what I needed to play for you guys. But it says 65% of black women returning to the public health clinics had acquired an STD. AIDS in the U.S. is the leading cause of death for black women. Most black families get HIV through unprotected sex. MRSA in the black community. The emergence of the new epidemic strain in the communities. Now this has to deal with, it says with the high black male incarceration rates in the U.S., black men who are released from prison often expose sex partners to MRSA. In the United States, there is no single racial group that has affected, that has been affected more by STIs than the African-American community. Mm, So you say... Despite U.S. government efforts to educate African-Americans about STIs, black HIV rates continue to increase. You don't have to be slumming it to get a date with chlamydia. If you are a black person who is sexually active, you are nearly eight times more likely than a white person (laughs) to acquire chlamydia. Non-black 
interracial rejecting STI in the community. The stigma of being the least desirable. Mm. Race rejection can cause depression, racially, racial group isolation, drug and alcohol abuse, resulting in unsafe sex practices. Black men and gay sex, black bi isolated, the deadly down low. Black, gay, and bi men face highest rates of HIV and race rejection in the gay communities, further increasing risk of HIV infection. Black women lead in unplanned pregnancies, abortion, out-of-wedlock birth, STDs, yeast infection, vaginosis, vaginosis and HIV and AIDS. Today in the United States, 59% of black women who have more than one child also have multiple biological fathers. African-American females are disproportionately infected with HPV. Many more don't even know they have it. Okay, let me stop right here. I'm not going to keep reading this because I expected it to be something else. And I apologize for that. One thing that I will say is that I don't get caught up too much in the statistics of certain things. If I can discern through the statistics and hear what I'm saying. Look, our people I'm very concerned about. And I know that the studies show that we are the highest rating in all of this. Could it be because we are the majority? Mm. We're not the minority. If we have the highest rates, it's because we are the minor- We are the majority. Number two, I do know that our people are out here and we are engaging in lifestyles and doing things that we don't need to do. You know, and I do know that uh, STDs affect us. And I also know that they affect other nations. We're not going to sit here and just pretend that it's just our people. We're not going to do that. And some videos, you know, and some statistics are designed to make you think that we are just, ugh, it is just all bad. Now, it's not necessarily all good, but we're not going to just sit here and think like only black women, only black women or this, that, and the third. Look, look, our people are definitely, definitely at a disadvantage when it comes to the results of our actions. But I don't want it to be that it's just us. Now, look, sisters, you know, the abortions and um, the, the, the unplanned pregnancies and everything. Look, the moment you lay down with somebody, that pregnancy was planned. I don't know what you're talking about because you knew what you was doing. But that's just a side note. What I want to say is this. We all need to go get tested. We all need to... I put ourselves in a position to where we can be healthy so we don't end up having, you know, uh, so we don't end up having physical damage as a result of, you know, what we're doing. And so we're going to focus on one syphilis is a STD. It's caused by a bacterium referred to as Treponema pallidum. Treponema pallidum. It's part of this genus of bacteria referred to as treponemes. Sometimes you'll hear it referred to as a treponeme. Or it can also be referred to as a spirochete. A spirochete. 
which is the name for a group of bacteria that literally look like a spiral. So it looks like this when you inspect a sample that's been infected with syphilis under a microscope. And we'll talk more about that in a separate video. And what makes syphilis very interesting today, so I'll put syphilis or this spirochete on my y-axis, and I'll make time our x-axis. We'll see that syphilis dropped over the years until about the year 2000, when it actually started going up again. So now let's pause on this. Okay, so we know what syphilis is. Syphilis is very popular amongst prostitutes and older white men, older Edomites, because um, they, they like to peruse the streets looking for, uh, quote-unquote, a good time. And they have a high rate of syphilis. And if you don't catch syphilis in the first the first level, the first phase of it, oh, you're going to be in trouble because it, it eventually develops into a neurological disorder where, you know, ugh, it, it's gross. It, it's really bad. And having worked with a lot of STDs and doing a lot of STD presentations, I've seen some things and it's just like, I, I know what I'm saying to you about this, that it's real. And so if you're out there and, you know, you, you, you know, see Viagra gets a lot of people in trouble, you know, and, 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 and it, and it, it can lead to an, too much of a desire. And so a lot of times, you know, look, they're out there and they're doing things. A lot of people are like, oh, this is an old man. Couldn't nothing be wrong with him. But he's also engaging in same sex. So now he's got this disease and all that. Look, it's a lot going on, brothers and sisters. Go get tested. And number one, refrain. Oh, it feels so much better going in raw. Hmm. Okay, Mr. Digger. Uh, okay, sister, bust it wide open. Check this out. You can only see so far into a vagina. You can see outside of a penis, right? So you can see bumps and stuff and all these other type of stuff that manifest on a penis, you know? You know, you might be even be able to see the discharge, the, the yellow discharge that is one of the symptoms that comes with most STDs in a man. But when it comes to a woman, you know, unless you're down there and you're looking at the vagina, you know, you, you, you have to look at the labia minora and labia majora to see if there's any bumps, any lesions, any bleeding, any type of funky odor that just, you know, woo, you know, um, you know, you can't look inside to see that there's something in there. Raw. You want to go raw? Okay, I'm going to tell you about going raw. The Lord can make you go raw for the rest of your life to where you can't even pull out your penis or even open up or even open up your legs for anybody because your vagina has baked over because your penis has crusted over. There are diseases out there, brothers and sisters, that can eat away at your genitalia to make it look like somebody dropped hot lava rocks on you. No joke. Oh, I've seen some pictures. Take the time out to look up sexually transmitted diseases in the United States and in foreign countries. You'll abstain. You'll be, okay, I'm cool. I am cool breeze today. I'm telling you, you'll start, you'll start passing out flyers talking about God is great. I'm telling you, it'll wake your game up. So syphilis, herpes, you know, um, chlamydia, gonorrhea, all these diseases plaguing our communities. And the, the worst thing is, 
to not do anything about it and to let it bake until now you're infertile, okay? But the beautiful thing about all the thing I'm saying today is that the Lord can heal you from everything. Oh, seriously, you can be infertile today and be having a child tomorrow. God is able to do it. You know, a lot of times he just takes us through these courses so he can get our attention, so we can repent, so we can stop doing what we're doing, so we can get on the right track, so we can have everything that, so we can walk into everything that he has for us. But he's not going to give you something that you're not ready to handle. And he can't give you something if you're not, if you're not healthy for it. Okay, I'm just being honest with you about this, brothers and sisters. So when it comes to sexually transmitted diseases and sexually transmitted deceptions, I want to throw this out here to you today. We have been taught by pornography. We have been taught by uh, molesters. We've been taught by pedophiles. We've been taught by uh, parents who who were not sexually educated themselves. We are lost when it comes to sexual education, but the Bible tells us how to be. So we are without excuse, but a lot of times people don't want to read the Bible because they don't want to be accountable, which then puts you in double trouble. Trust me. So hear me, brothers and sisters. I want our community to heal. I want you to heal. I want you to step out of the lifestyle that you're in that is destroying you and walk into something that is healthy. Okay. A lot of people are talking about going vegan and doing this and doing that, but what about your soul? Okay. It's time for you to sit down with God and have a talk. You know, it's, it's time for you to, you know, repent. It's time for you to come out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Okay, a lot of people um, are are covering up their lifestyles with certain jobs, preachers, deacons, um, working in the children's ministry um, on 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 the on in the government. You know, they, they strategically have placed themselves in these environments where they can't be spotted. But God still sees you. So you playing a dummy's game. Just being honest with you, God sees Everything that we do, everything, when you when you get ready to touch yourself in the privacy of your home, God sees that. When you get ready to hit somebody up to go and create some fornication and do all that, God sees that. He sees it all. So we're playing and the angels record. We, we really got to understand it. See, once you get that in your mind, you're less likely to commit these offenses. I had to get that in my mind. I was like, look, Ayanna, God sees you doing this. You got to stop. Aren't you grossed out? And I would be grossed out. And I thank him for allowing me to be grossed out because it gave me a point to where I had to repent. Let me explain something to you. January is getting ready to close out. And this is um, what they call natural, natural, excuse me, national sex trafficking month where they bring awareness to sex trafficking. True story. There was a time when I was out there and I was doing things that I didn't have no business doing, okay? And I got caught up for a while uh, dancing. <laughs> Just going to be honest with you. And I was delivered from that. And I ran across a pimp one time. And I'm so grateful that I didn't get too far in it to where I could get so caught up. But I got far enough to it was out of line. Oh, some of you are like, oh, did she just say that? Yeah, I said that. I could be honest about myself. Look, you can't put no bullets in the gun and shoot me with it. Okay? I use all of my experiences to help the community. And I've been delivered from that. And you'd never be able to tell. Okay, thank you, God. So anyway, I ran across a pimp. Okay? And we started, you know, there were parties. There were things going on. And... This pimp wanted asked me one time, he said, have you ever had a daddy? And I said, a daddy? Heck yeah, I got a daddy. Got my father. Okay? 
He's like, no, I'm talking about a daddy. And I was like, ooh, this is too much for me. I gotten in over my head. See, God allow you to get in over your head and scare the living daylights out of you. And you'll be running off that plantation so fast talking about life, life, life. And so that was my last time. The last situation I was in was my last time. And I don't have to tell all the details, but you can catch my drift. I was in a situation that I had to get out of. I ran across an article while I was, now this is all took place in California. Now, this is several years in my early, 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 early 20s, okay? Didn't last long, understand me. But number one, the pimp who was trying to get me to get into a whole nother lifestyle When I came out to Texas, I was reading an article, and guess what? He was arrested in Florida. He had kidnapped a girl from California and taken her to Florida. And her parents put out a search, and they found her, and he was arrested along with another woman. True story, brothers and sisters. See, I can keep it 100 about myself. I wanted my life back. I was tired of being a slut. I was tired of being a hoe. I was tired of trying to get money the wrong way. I was looking for attention so bad that I ended up getting the wrong attention and ended up developing a reputation and then ended up developing a deliverance from that. So that does not, that's not who I am. That was just a part of my journey because see, some of you are stripping. Some of you are doing bachelor parties. Some of you are, 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 are making your money hoeing. Okay. Some of you got a sugar daddy and you got to masturbate him and, and, and perform oral sex on him and give him just a little bit so you can so you can maintain. Look, 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 look. We ain't going to play dumb today. I'm just going to be transparent. Some of you men are hoeing with other men. Some of you men have a sugar daddy. Some of you men have a sugar mama. Some of you men are giving up the goods. You are giving a woman hard penis for $1,000. <laughs> We're lost. But we can be found. Some of us are engaging in sexual promiscuity that leads to death and we need to stop. That's the only thing I'm going to say today. So I was delivered from that lifestyle. Okay. Yeah. Raw. Uncut. Real. I know what it is to be filthy. I know what it is to be dirty. I know what it is to have shame. I know what it is to have a reputation. I know what it is to be sexually exploited. I know what it is to be molested. I know what it is to be violated. I know what it is to not be sexually educated and to learn about sex by making mistakes. I know what it is to watch pornography. I know what it is to touch myself. I know all these things today, my brothers and sisters, today on the culture climate, I'm talking about it. I have experience and I've been delivered. And you can too. That's the joy of the culture climate. Yeah, we talk about it and then we also know that we can be delivered from it. Repent. 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 Fight. Fight those urges. Fight that struggle. Fight that thing. It's a stronghold over your life right now. And it's the devil hates us. He hates us. He he hates God's people. Society hates God's people. Brothers and sisters, I thank you. I really do. I thank you for being a mature audience listening to the culture climate today. Sexually transmitted deceptions, I rebuke. Sexually transmitted diseases, I rebuke you. Sexually transmitted actions, <laughs> I rebuke you. 
Now, I'm not saying I'm going against the curses and whatever God has planned for your life in order to wake you up. But I'm saying we can do better. I want my community to thrive. And this is how we're going to thrive. We got to repent and we've got to pray and we've got to come together. We've got to turn against the oppressors in a way that they never saw coming. Our oppressors have one thing on us that we don't, and that's called unity. (laughs) We need to unite, brothers and sisters. We need to come together, kings and queens. Oh, yes, I'm going to raise my voice and encourage you today. Brothers and sisters, I thank you for listening to the Sister Speak show. We are a cultural renaissance platform that influences a climate that is conducive to who you are and who you should be. No reckless entertainment, just responsible listening nourishment. This is the Speak Show. It's a talk show that will keep your mind and your soul informed, energized, and encouraged. The special guests who will be on the Sister Speak Show are dynamic, and they are impacting the communities with their passions. On the Sister Speak Show, you can catch the platform coming to the stage, the search effort, the culture climate, the laugh line, as well as the tour. Brothers and sisters, special guest interviews, live performances, in-studio interviews, and live on location reports. Brothers and sisters, I also want you to listen to the platform. I recorded it live on Saturday and I covered live Aviated Visuals' first solo art show. That show was dope. Oh, it was very intimate, very wonderful. I met the right twins. Oh, those brothers are dope. Oh my gosh, what a blessing. I met so many different people. I met Kiana Flywalker, 100K. I met Jabari's mother, his aunt. You know, I met um, uh, the Culture Magazine, I believe. I don't want to mispronounce it. I apologize, but I met them. I just met so many wonderful people that we are going to be collaborating with. I will be putting out the the lineup for this week and the lineup for February. Have some wonderful people come on. Have some special, special audios for you all to listen to this month coming up. February is a short month, but it is a powerful month uh, that I have designed for you all. So I want you to tune in and listen to the Sister Speak show Sunday through Sunday. You understand the Sister Speak show where contemporary meets vision, sound and action. A talk show for great minds that create, inspire and evolve, brothers and sisters. Thank you for being a mature audience. Now, some of you, let me explain something to you how this works. Hopefully by now you're okay with what I have said to you. But um, I don't do mess. I don't chat with mess. I don't I do not do any of that. So if you have any questions or comments, you know, keep it righteous, okay? And, and, and if you want to be on the Sister Speak show, holla at me, okay? You can DM me or you can contact me at my website, sistergoodthing.com. And guess what, brothers and sisters? With that being said, we're going to close out. Until we meet again, that's all I have to say to you. You be blessed, you be encouraged, and get up, get out, and get something. And come up out of darkness and come into his marvelous light. Okay, brothers and sisters? Now, you're going to get ready because you're going to listen to this and all of that. And then guess what? You're going to be able to listen to the search effort on demand. Death in a Box, the Lisa Tony, Mark Tony, and Sienki Lalaman story. Brothers and sisters, take care. Any issues that you have with what Ayana stated today, you can take it up with God and his son, the Christ. You have a wonderful day.
It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.